Welcome to Bonta Vista. It's a bonus episode. I'm just jumping straight into it. I hit the big record button. The guys didn't even know it was coming. I've sprung no, this on them I mean, as a shock. We, we, no, we knew it was coming. It's like, a podcast of intervention. In. We were silent so that you we could prepared. do the intro. Like we that's finished right. all of our vocal exercises. David Draymond drains the dirty Draymond's drains every day. So wait, is he... Is he the Drain Man? No, okay. No, David Draymond. That's Dray- his name, right? I've Drayman. now said it so many times. Mm-hmm. Draymond? David mm-hmm. Draymond. David Draymond. Drains, Drains the Dirty Drain Man. Dirty Drain Man. Every day. Every day. I feel like the Drain Maybe Man Maybe daily. Be daily is better. David mm. Draymond drains the Dirty Drain Man's drains daily. Perplexing. And we're going to get to the so bottom of it. The Drain Man has a lot of drains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He owns the drains. He's he not. has, yeah, he's the owner of the drains, yeah. and it, David Draymond drains the drains daily. <laughs> David Draymond drains the dirty Draymond's dirty drains dra- daily. Fuck. Well, who, I, who out there is psyched for another like fifty-eight minutes? Of <laughs> <laughs> the whole point just... is just nailing this. By the end, we've worked out a good sentence, and we can all say it perfectly. Yep. And uh, then we say good night. All in unison, getting progressively faster and faster at saying it. Ten times in a row, mixing up the word order on the every second one. Yep. And then everybody goes, oh, fuck, start again. <laughs> Enunciating perfectly clearly for the first time in my life, instead of the sort of molasses of words that usually slowly trickle out of my mouth. Yeah, that's true. You're a pretty relaxed guy. So I've heard from the constant feedback we get about the energy levels of this podcast, I feel like I'm a quite energetic person. That's right. I feel bombastic. I don't think people are people aren't rude about it, but they're just like your show um, put me into a functional coma, but in a good way. I was my body way everybody some likes. healing. My mind was a bit overwhelmed, uh, and you just placed me into a hospital bed. And lulled me into a four-week coma with your uh, dulcet tones. I uh, I don't know if uh, she listens to. I don't know if she's a subscriber or Patreon. What well, I don't know what we call this, but this is there's the one person at my work that listens to this podcast, uh, who was mm. also one of the few people at my work that I like. Uh, she was like, "Hey, <laughs> well, hold, to your on, podcast. hold on, hold on. One of the few people at your work that you like. There's not a lot of them. Uh, right, let's okay. get into names. Let's." Uh, well, every, who, the, who don't you like? The people at editorial are fine, uh, but Elise is outside of editorial, so it's even more surprising uh, that I get along with her. Uh, but she was definitely half compliment, half nod of being like the only podcast I have to listen to on double speed. I was like, oh, huh? Thank you, Elise. But she does listen to it. Thank you, Elise. If you are a subscriber, if you're not, um, still thank you. You just won't hear this. I thank you in person, and um, that counts. Well, now she's getting two kinds of thanks. And that, frankly, feels a little unfair to everybody else. And thank you to everyone else, but to a lesser extent, um, that's all I have to say on the issue. Huh. Welcome to Buddha Vista. This is the podcast where um, <laughs> we, we thank people our one dad by one. wrote a porno. Is that the one that we are? Yeah. No, it's where we have a favorite murder. It's where we talk about a murder that we love. Ooh, who got murdered? Hey, I love I love talking about a, a murder. Guys, check out this murder. It is packed full of laughs. Oof. Yeah, uh, my my wife's been listening to Serial. That's not one of the funny murder ones, which is a- <laughs> it's one of the comedic murder podcasts. Comedy murder podcasts. Uh, pretty dreary stuff. I can't I'm be do real it. with you. 
uh, not I what I would call a laugh a minute. I can't do either kind of true crime podcast. Um, yeah, I'm a quite squeamish person. Oh, is that right? Where about murder and stuff, I'd find them distasteful and a huge downer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's the, what's the appeal? I don't get the appeal, personally. Um, it does make me think of the that piece that was like doing the rounds a while ago about how how like podcasting is hard and there were people replying who work for like so en- hard people who replying who like work and and saying ah oh, well every every hour of our show takes like three weeks of research and a bunch of interviews and like two people doing the the score mm-hmm. and a bunch of people like you know editing it for three days and I'm mm-hmm. like yeah but you you work for a media company that has like a podcasting arm. Well, you're like and this paid. is their entire you're deal. Like paid to do it. Yeah, you are, you're you're paid to do this as a full time job, and you have a, a staff of people set up to do this as a professional production thing. It makes sense that it requires you to put a lot of effort and time into it. I mean, that sounds very similar to ours, though. I mean, we put. Very weeks much. of research into every episode. We also have two people doing the score. You've done all of the songs so far, and I've kind of said that How's I'd do that one as well. How's that song coming along there? How is that song coming Look, along? I, I you have, installed Ableton. I, I I put on my my VPN. I I uh, <laughs> installed Hulu into my browser. Uh, allowed some other people to pirate child porn. Um, through my browser while I was pirating Ableton because that shit is way too expensive. Uh, and now I've got this mystery Brutalist Cube application uh, with all of its little dials and flanges. They love an angle, the people that make Ableton. They do love an angle. And you know what angle is their favourite one? Oh, it's got to be the classic right angle. You simply, <laughs> you give them a nine, you give them a zero, and yeah. I tell you what, they're going to put the nine first. Hmm. And then uh, the zero. You know why? The you know nine who agrees is what I'm saying. Do you know why? Germans. Oh, oh they're Germans, German? are they? They're, no, this all makes a It lot makes it of all sense. make a lot more sense. The yeah. interface of popular uh, d- digital editing work. What's the, what's the acronym for DA, DAW, Digital Audio Workshop, maybe? Workstation. Workstation? There you mm. go. Yep. Uh, yep. Door. Door. A door. A door. Mm. Did that scan? <laughs> sure. <laughs> there, sorry, what was that noise? It just made it sound very mm. ambiguous. But uh, yeah, the fine people at Ableton who make the product live. Ableton, I believe it's pronounced actually. Ableton. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? <laughs> I was almost, I was almost there. I was almost sure. Oh, the, uh, uh, the Italian yeah, it part a, of, of Germany. It is a very... <laughs> is it out of Munich? <laughs> Ableton. <laughs> it is a Ableton. very, very inscrutable deep, deep piece of Deep in the heart of Italian Germany. <laughs> yes. The most cursed part of the country. <laughs> in Italian Bavaria. <laughs> Italian Bavaria. Come from Italian Bavaria, so I get my spaghetti from... The <laughs> oh, Go no. on. Um, I get my spaghetti from the cafe uh, and my... Hmm. My my dark beer from oh no my Bavarian cheesecake my my All right, my so black do forest research for every oh I'm sorry I've hundreds of hours of research I've gone back to cafe here and I've realised that your cultural reference for Bavaria is the Bavarian beer cafe Maybe. it's that who knows 
the okay. Was, I couldn't tell you what they're making over there. Sure. Some kind of mystery. Hmm. No one's no one's been to Italian Bavaria in a long time. That's oh, all I'm saying. No, and they shouldn't. Horrible. And part. they shouldn't. It's frightening. It's frightening and it's scary and we're not going there. You know what else is frightening it, to me, guys? Hang on, isn't Italian Bavaria just Austria? I feel just like the whole that's maybe offensive, but I have no way of substantiating that. Hmm. Are, are the people there white? I hmm. don't know if this is controversial, but I have no opinions about Austria. Except maybe uh, they shouldn't have done Hitler. Hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Done Hitler. They Remember did when Hitler. Austria got together and took a vote and said, "Should we craft times that we do Hitler?" Yeah. Should we? Should we gather our resources and Everybody, craft please. one Hitler? Uh, put your hands up for the vote if you think we should have a Hitler. And uh, yeah, over fifty percent of the room of the it entire only, it country was only of Austria, like, only fifty-one percent. Fifty-one percent, pretty bad. Come on, you haven't let us do Hitler yet. (laughs) 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 We have been doing not a Hitler for the entire history of Austria. Please, let us do a Hitler now. Just just one. Oh, we haven't done a single Hitler, and it's been working out okay. But imagine how bad could it be? Oh, everybody's everybody's gathered together. They're all pouring over the schematics. <laughs> They're all one Hitler, you reckon? This is sort of one, like a Brexit you, situation where they got into it and they were like, you know what, this is a terrible idea. And they're like, well, we voted for it. So I noticed that I've stopped trying to do the accent. Oh, boy. I think I'm going to start. It's democratic Hitler. Do you think one Hitler will be enough? <laughs> Oh, uh, one would it be It turns enough. out that was actually too many Hitlers. Too many Hitlers. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we have created exactly one too many Hitlers. <laughs> the big problem with Austria is they had one too many Hitlers. <laughs> they had exactly... It's a real zero-sum game to how many Hitlers can you have, isn't it? As in it sums to... Z- I, don't, I don't know if that's what that means, but... I, I don't know what it means that is actually what that phrase so. means. Uh... Does anybody out there know what zero sum means? If you know what zero sum means, write to Theo at BuntaVista.com and explain it to him. He'd love that. The one person who knows the most about numbers. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) So, one one Hitler is too many, I think we've established. Yep. I cannot even begin to imagine... uh, what that conversation started as. Welcome to the podcast. We are an Australian uh, political comedy podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. We talk about the media. We talk about the news. We talk mm-hmm. about politics. And you know what? Sometimes we like to have a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to keep you up to date with current events, like um, the birth of Adolf Hitler in 1889. <laughs> oh, you Googled that, did you? No. I... I no, actually, yes, I did. Okay, yeah, oh, that's the trap. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Yes, I did. No, you I don't have. You want to be the guy of... that knows? <laughs> weird. I know. I know that we it. always, we always all collectively play it off as I wa- I'm not just killing time while I Google this thing, but I'm absolutely <laughs> revising that answer too. I am not a guy with a bunch of memorized encyclopedic knowledge of one, one too many, Adolf Hitler. 
I just the Adolf Hitler before I was trying to sort of guess at his birth date, and I think mm-hmm. I had a vague suspicion that I kind of knew it was in the 1800s because that's always weird to me when a historical figure involved in 20th century stuff was born in the 1800s. And then I was like, well, 1891, that sounds right. And then I was like, no, that would mean to be like, what, like 54 by the end of World War II? He didn't look that old. But then, uh, I don't know, I guess black and white footage is kind of blurry. Who knows? Maybe he moisturized every day. (laughs) That was a bad way to start that question. You wouldn't remember, but because we weren't there. Um, (laughs) But have you ever seen the photos of when he had a giant handlebar mustache? No. So in World War One. He oh, had boy. a giant handlebar moustache. Imagine if he'd ruined that moustache for everyone. Well, that would have been... Yeah, I think it's it's good that he chose the the not very popular one. Although... It is... It's weird, though, that he chose the Hitler moustache. It, it is I, one I of the greatest coincidences in because it's history. got the same name and everything, so... It's incredible. It's a coincidence. guy that I have seen twice in Brisbane that has a Hitler moustache. Brisbane. That guy. Uh, that, what possible reason could you have? I think like, one. Does he just does he just spend his entire day just like rationalizing the Hitler mustache that he clearly has? Maybe just, he's trying to take it back. There's always some white guy out there <laughs> trying to take something just, back. Just one guy, like. Try to bring the Hitler mustache back by pure force of will alone. And, and maybe it's our and mustache, he says. Maybe he loves Charlie Chaplin's The Tramp character more than he hates yeah. Hitler. Which would be a bad side of character. The Tramp, very funny. Hitler, very, very bad. I would say as much as I love the Charlie Chaplin movies starring his character The Tramp... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd be an absolute fool to love the tramp more than you hated Hitler. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, he was, I think Charlie Chaplin was very wise not to make a movie about some sort of dictator. Because that wouldn't be funny at all. Or a great one. No, hmm? that's not right. Hmm? Yeah, people walking around with Hitler moustaches. That's right. Yet another terrible byproduct of the city of Brisbane. And Go in on. fact, we have another terrible byproduct of the city of Brisbane in some articles by teen millionaire uh, whatever this kid's name is Jack Bloomfield <sighs> teen millionaire you know what no, no teen should be a millionaire no one should be a millionaire no, that, that's right but teens least of all yes maybe the, maybe like more teens should be millionaires because at least they'd just put their money back into the economy by I spending think- it on Dumb shit. Destruction derbies. Should be, yeah, they should be a millionaire if they are doing it in a way where they're like, uh, they could be in a 90s movie uh, called Party Millionaire. Or um, uh, all of the examples I could think of off the top of my head to make up start with the word party or end in the word millionaire. Skateboard millionaire. Skateboard millionaire. But basically, you you gotta if you're a teen millionaire, you've gotta live like either Richie Rich or yep. the kid from Blank Check. So, this piece was sent in to me by uh, dear, I want to say, lover of the show, Travis, uh, who demanded that I I read this, unless it was actually someone else who sent it to me. In which case, imagine that I got your name right and you're getting the credit. 
Oh, the imagination is such a powerful tool. It is. It is. And so are you. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God <damn>. Moving on. <sighs> so he sent me this piece, news.com.au. Um, I, well, I believe it was in the Courier Mail when he was looking at it. Teenage self-made millionaire Jack Bloomfield on the big mistake most Australians are making. Jack Bloomfield makes more in a week than you do in a year. First of all, rude. And also, I'm pretty sure not true. And he knows exactly why most Australians will only ever be mediocre at best. Um, if there's one thing that all 17-year-olds know, it's everything. It's a- <laughs> and they can, they can tell you it with great confidence. Famously experts on life. Now, I did a, I did a little bit of reading uh, about this kid and um, looked at his LinkedIn and found that he's gunning for the spot or has appropriately gunned for Caleb Bond's treasured spot as the youngest News Corp columnist. Oh. Um, He has, in his LinkedIn bio, youngest columnist for News Corp ever. Wow. Does it say what what school he went to? Uh, What, does LinkedIn or... Yeah, does LinkedIn Well, well, Mm. funny you should ask. Mm -hmm. Funny... You should. Well, they're just a little, you know, a little spidey sense. A little spidey sense tingling? Well, he... So, he's wrote a, he's written a piece um, for news.com.au under finance slash work slash careers. Uh, because apparently somebody said to him, Hey, kid, you're doing a great job out there. Why don't you tell all these fucking losers out there how <laughs> shit they Dumb are? Dumbasses. How they're fucking just getting everything wrong. Jobs every day. Pathetic scum fucking walking rats. around the street. Think of they're as good as you and me. So, Jack writes. Now, it's it's also very evident that this has been written by a teenager. So, we are now hurtling towards that point in the year when kids my age will be sweating bullets as end of school exams approach. Every single one of them convinced their entire future hinges on what kind of university entrance mark they achieve. Score well and we're set forever. Do badly and our lives are over before they really even begin. Well, that's what we're told, at least. Hmm. That means millions of sleepless nights and hours of frantic last-minute cramming. Yeah, I don't know of- about this kid, but my teachers all went way out of their way to let us down gently before we even took the test. <laughs> because I went to a school in regional Queensland. <laughs> and they, what they all said, don't worry too much. Hey, hey, guys, don't, you know... Don't even, it's like, it's not a big deal. Don't stress about it. If you go good, it's fine. But also, but partially this is also because they knew that, uh, well, no, I don't want to get into how the OP is calculated, but it has a lot to do with how your whole school does uh, and also the schools in your area mm-hmm. as to how your individual final score turns out. Whereas uh, everybody at our school uh, would tell me, make sure to base your entire self-worth, not only now, Ooh. but in the following, uh, you know, 20 years or whatever it is uh, on uh, how well you do academically because that's going to work out really well in the future. And luckily, you didn't internalise that belief. No. Uh, and no. it hasn't dominated. I've been, I've been very rational about uh, the way that I uh, live my life from that point onwards. So, no problems here. So well, I don't remember that part of school because I was busy getting high. So, yeah, there he is. Yeah. So, as you can see, I using using a herb from Mother Earth herself. 
<laughs> I have inoculated myself. It's natural. Against. It's just a plant, man. It's just a it's plant. T- how can a plant be a plant. illegal? Mm. If it grows it? out of the ground, how can a plant be illegal? It's a plant. God put this here yeah, for God us. God put the plant in the ground and then from the ground came the plant and it can't be illegal. Cops can't touch it. Mm-hmm. God put this here for you and me and Bigfoot, mm-hmm. you know? And then and I put Bigfoot it in my takes cupboard. Bigfoot 90% to... of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he leaves the rest for us. <laughs> we He's so high right now. <laughs> well, that's cooperative evolution, isn't it? So Bigfoot <sighs> uh, smokes it, he passes it through his body and the plant continue to propagate. Beautiful. That, uh, nature is amazing. I can hear David Attenborough navigating that right now. <laughs> navigating? Oh. N- narrating. Narrating, times. I think. I'm thinking about how sometimes he's in submarines. And you know what? Now I think about it, he might not actually be in the submarine. I think he just narrates it and the camera people are in the submarines. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, I just made myself sad. Anyway, continue with the bullshit article. No, it's James Cameron in the submarine. He loves those. Oh, I found the Titanic. Yeah, dipshit. We already knew what it was. That's how you we got down there. We all found the Titanic. Come on. <laughs> so he goes on to say, uh, weeks of nail-biting nerves as we await the results, all followed by a sense of overwhelming joy or crushing disappointment, depending on what that little piece of paper says. But I won't be one of them. In fact, I want to tell everyone to relax. He's put his cool sunglasses on at that point mm-hmm. to tell you to relax. How are we going to relax? Is this through smoking weed, as we were discussing earlier? Not through being cool and smoking weed in high school. Okay. No. Or through inhaling the processed weed from near Bigfoot skin. Yep. <laughs> not, uh, not through uh, picking up Bigfoot's turds, drying them out, and then uh, using them to make tea. Oh. Getting incredibly high from that Bigfoot THC uh, just shit tea delicious stuff no he says there is much more to your working life than university oh good more to my working life than just university fucking hell I'm glad he's very focused on how quickly he can get into working <laughs> awesome in fact for most of us it's the last thing we should be focusing on um, I just want to I just want to say at this point with the style of writing in fact I want to tell everyone to relax in fact, for most of us, it's the last thing we should be focusing on. And the data proves it. Now I know what you're thinking. Who is this arrogant kid who thinks he's too smart for university? Let me explain. Mm. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so cute that he thinks there's going to be an explanation that would stop people from having that thought. From being like, I hope this kid shuts the fuck up. Like, we were all 17 once. Even Theo. And... Like, I understand that people maybe don't give you the time of day that they would if you're a fully grown adult and it could be frustrating to be a teenager because you have all these thoughts and ideas and you feel like they get disregarded just because of your age. And that's the fucking worst. But at the same time, you also don't know shit about shit because you're 17 fucking years old and oh, you haven't fucking done anything. Well, he has. He's he's a millionaire. That's oh. true. Which... Makes him Which must come from his ingenious brain. Um, so he says, um, it's not that I think I'm too good for uni. It's a well-trodden path for lots of students and it's perfectly fine for most people. Yeah, losers. It's more that I don't subscribe to the idea that university is the be-all and end-all of education. 
Let's look at the University of Melbourne, for example. In 2019, the single most popular course is a general arts degree, with 2,275 Victorian students listing it as their number one choice. And do you know what each of those thousands of students will leave with after three or four years of extra study? A mountain of debt and a piece of paper that carries absolutely no weight in the working world. And uh, three years of training, but uh, I guess that's not important. Is there a profession called arts outside of being an artist? (laughs) Not that I've ever heard of, he says. (sighs) No way. Yep. Is there a profession called... Called arts outside of being an artist. So, I'm yeah, glad is that there, he's... Is there maybe if he went to university, he could fucking learn what, like... Hey, hey, dipshits with a degree in law. Is there even a profession called law outside of you know, being a lawyer? But, of course, this also, this also reflects, like, very, very silly thinking in that, like... His his entire his entire conception of value and worth and a purpose to life and everything even before turning like fifteen is one hundred percent framed through the context of how soon can I start working and earning money and the amount of money that you earn directly correlates to your work to your worth. Sorry, um, there's no there's no reason that anybody could want to say learn anything. That, that can't directly translate into a Let salary. me explain. Um, culture is like a toilet. Uh-huh. And learning is like drinking from the toilet. And you wouldn't drink <laughs> from a toilet. Mm. <laughs> I can't argue with that. I wouldn't even know where to begin arguing with that. I, oh, I, I okay. don't want to sound like I drink from the toilet. No. The last thing I would want is to come away. The last thing I want is to come away from this episode with people thinking that I have an encyclopedic knowledge of trivia about Hitler and that I drink from the toilet. <laughs> the name of this These episode not, is going to be. I want people to know Andrew about. has an encyclopedic knowledge of Hitler, and also he drinks from the toilet. <laughs> drinks from the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor, then a university degree is the only real pathway to those jobs. But what if you want to be an entrepreneur? Um, A creator... mm. Now, remember this next sentence, please. A creator of something that's never been done before. Uh Uh-huh. What if you want to change the world? Mm. Again, I believe it's an app. Will four or six or eight more years of classes help you along that path? Not one bit. Who's ever been helped by learning anything? <laughs> An Not arts me. degree is... Oh, always going in fucking hard now. An arts degree is what we study when we don't actually know what we want to do with our lives, but think we better do something. Wow. It's just like Morgan Freeman said in uh, Shawshank Redemption. Better get busy living or get busy dying. And this guy's conception of living is to be working for money. You know, and I the was artists um, are dying. I was thinking about maybe spending a few years sort of immersing myself in a great human tradition of trying to explore what it means to be alive and to interact with human society uh, through the medium of art. Um, and then I realized that that's for fucking idiots and I made an app. Yeah. Finally, if you go to university because it's what everyone else is doing, because it's the easy path, 
mm-hmm. then you have already fallen into the mediocre category, a sheep among other sheep. And those grand plans of changing the world will be put off for when the time is right, which is short for never. Oh, damn. Damn, what? kid. Wait, no, hang on. Yep. Would you like me to run that back for you? Mm-hmm. When the time is right, which is short for never. Those grand plans of changing the world will be put off for when the time is right, full stop. Next paragraph, which is short for scare quotes, never. So, when the time is right is short for never. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think he, maybe some, some more education could have helped this kid out. God, if only had an arts degree. If only you'd been taught some type of critical thinking, the ability to understand metaphors. I also, I want to backpedal a little because it feels like I'm bullying a 17-year-old. But this 17-year-old has a lot more fucking money than I do. So, technically, he is the more powerful actor in this situation. Technically, he's bullying you. (laughs) He is by not giving me 20 bucks. Please give me 20 bucks, um, Mr. Blofeld. Um, I've just turned 17, and my side business project, one I launched a few years ago, now turns over millions in revenue each and every year. And honestly, studying an arts degree would do nothing but set me back. It feels like if you have a business that is generating millions of dollars a year, you could go and study an arts degree. You could study whatever the fuck you want. You You could could learn some things. You could travel. You could look at a lovely painting. You could experience life. We I'm already also, know that. Also, yeah. sorry. Um, so you mentioned that entrepreneurs, uh, their their purpose in life, their uh, sole sole joy is producing something that has never been done before. Now, does the article happen to mention what it is that he's actually doing? I would love to mention that to you. Oh, um, all right. So, so he says, we already know that Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, and Mark Zuckerberg all dropped out of college, but let's look closer to home. Boost mm-hmm. Juice founder Janine Alice and billionaire James Packer both skipped university and trucking magnate Lindsay Fox dropped out of high school at 16. Do you think they regret it? Do you think James Packer, son of a billionaire, needed to go to university in order to just get placed into his fucking dad's empire? Well, he's got to learn how to spend all that money. And Steve Jobs uh, went on to become a man who thought he could cure his cancer with juice. And then died. So, who's smart now? Uh, this was a little while ago now, but I just really need to get this out of my system. Uh-huh. This motherfucker said trucking magnet. <laughs> or me? Magnate, if you would like. Uh, just uh, all, these, all this trucking, it just keeps getting uh, attracted to him. Uh, didn't really think that part through. Uh, carry on. Hmm. So, did did a bit of googling bit of reading about about this fucking kid um and there is a there's an article about him in entrepreneur.com i'm so mad how this oh my god oh do you remember do you remember when uh we had riley on the show recently from trash future and we were reading a piece about entrepreneurs and this guy said i like to see the next generation of i call them and we all went what the fuck there has to be some better ways of putting these words together allow me to read you the headline from this article how this 
teenpreneur is making a fortune by running an online business single-handedly. Teenpreneur. Somehow they found a worse way of doing it than entrepreneur. This just... I fucking... How did, like... There's got to be a glimmer of self-awareness in any of this, of people just being like, wow, the whole culture around this is a fucking hollow shell of, like, shittiness that fucking sucks. Yep. I can't. I can't. I can't. You can. So, (laughs) this piece goes on. To describe. Now, in case you're wondering, Theo, about what it is that he actually does when he's creating things that have never been done before. Oh, I know what it is. I've looked this motherfucker up, but please. Uh, I don't, because I purged it from my memory. Jack Bloomfield starts the day at 5.15am. After 15 minutes of push-ups, he gets ready for school and then spends 30 minutes reading Grant Cardone's Be Obsessed or Be Average. Oh, I do remember this line. He hopes to be finished at some point. (laughs) He's been reading the same book? (laughs) <laughs> he just gets the end and he's like, well, starting again. Well, he didn't go to any reading classes, so he has no idea what anything I, means. I disagree. I think he just starts from the beginning every day. Oh, and that's so it's why like he, painting the Harbour Bridge. Yeah, that's why every, every day he gets up and goes, oh, I'm still reading this book. And he starts from the beginning again. At 6 a.m. sharp, he starts working on his online business. Two hours and 30 minutes later, the 11th grader leaves for school. When he returns at 3 p.m., Bloomfield indulges in an afternoon sport, finishes homework, later dinner, and then once again logs into his computer to manage Bloom Ventures, the company he started at the age of 15. This is Bloomfield's third venture. The 16-year-old Brisbane resident who, quote, always had a strong passion for for business. I love having a strong passion for business when I'm a literal child. First created an app... Next gifts four years ago with an investment of 500 Australian dollars, which he made by selling lolly bags at his parents' tennis centers. Sorry. Plural. At his his parents. That they went for recreation? Uh, No, the multiple tennis centers that his parents own in Brisbane. Right, but he was raising money because he's self-made, so he raised $500 so that he could be a self-made millionaire yeah there's another part of this that um doesn't make any sense to me working in this space uh so he made five hundred dollars from selling lolly bags as a 15 year old um he created an app called next gifts it allowed people to create virtual cards online and get them sent physically in the post to their loves loved ones how how theo do you think I, think, I guess all, all of us have some form of background in, like, uh, web development apps. and apps mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. How do you guys think one might uh, make an app that allows somebody to design something in a virtual space and then have it uh, physically created and shipped to a customer and have that entire thing working from end-to-end for $500? Ah, um, I, Andrew, I simply wouldn't. Huh. I would say that that amount of money was, um, I'm trying to think of the words there, but probably not enough. Huh. Interesting. Because, yeah, I, I would also say 
Uh, that's not how that works. No, I would say that is a $50,000 endeavor. But then yes. again, that's why I'm not a millionaire. That's true. Um, so, a year later, after spotting, quote, a gap in the market too good to resist, he used his next gift's earning to establish Blue Health, an app that helped patients and doctors keep track of their health records in one place. Again, I don't know if the concept here is that he is, like, inventing the idea for an app and then just selling it to somebody. Um, but he's not making an app that that lets patients and doctors manage their health records in one place. Like, that's... It's, it's n- just not how that works at all. Hmm. But that wasn't enough. Between the age of 14 and 15, Bloomfield tried different side hustles like Forex trading, which taught him valuable skills like people management, finances, and data. Those, those skills like finances. I made a few thousand dollars here and there, but I got my big break when I was 15. I got into the world of e-commerce, says Bloomfield. So here comes, here comes the inventing something that's never been done before. Entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Hit me. Teenpreneurial spirit that we all love. He started out selling carbon fiber money clips in June last year. Carbon fiber yep. money clips. Mm-hmm. Okay, Just what you've on. always wanted. Yep. Fucking right. Wrap that around your um, many dollars. Oh, whoa. Big old, hey, big old roller bills. Why'd you put your <laughs> cash in there? Is that a <laughs> wrap that around my one my one five dollar bill folded over multiple times? Is that some heavy ass steel? That must be so <laughs> awkward to pick up. Oh no 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 no! Sorry, I, I guess you, you probably should have been actually able to tell from looking, but it's carbon fiber. Ooh. It's actually very light but very strong. Yeah, they use it in race cars. Yeah, previously I had like it was like normal metal, and you know it's just like oh I don't even want to get my money out because it's so heavy. So I got the carbon fiber one. Yeah, it's what they use in race cars. It's the clip that I put my bills in. It's made of carbon fiber. Uh, they actually they use it in like jets as well. It's very light but very strong. It's the clip that I use for my bills. They use this in the space shuttle. I say to the barista as I pay for my coffee. Oh, oh, this old thing? Yeah, it's carbon fiber. This is actually my money clip. They use this in race cars. So he he started out selling carbon fiber money clips in June last year, then scaled it all the way up through drop shipping. Whenever a product, this is a little explainer for the reader here of what drop shipping is. Whenever a product is ordered, it is shipped by the company's network of suppliers to the relevant address. An idea he got from watching a YouTube video. Right. So he invented drop shipping well he he watched a video watched a that, video yeah about told drop shi- him drop shipping said, and then said oh i'm going to invent drop shipping so and he, he did it he watched a video that That's said why he's a teen entrepreneur he watched a video that said hey uh, an already existing thing that some people use as a form of passive income is drop shipping and you you do that like this and he went okay and then he did that mm. And now he sells um, products that other people have manufactured and shipped and done um, the whole work part. And he yep. makes so money. So his thing is to 
Sorry. What, what's his... So they make it. And mm-hmm. so they design it, I guess, first. And then they make it. Um, probably some, like, art going on there. There's probably some... Maybe they needed to study a little on uh, what goes into art. I don't really know if we probably, probably haven't covered that yet. But um, so they do the whole thing. They design it. They they make it. Um, they manufacture it. Mm-hmm. And then they deliver it. And his role, where he gets uh, millions of dollars a year, like a like a genius, and we're all. Just to go back to the original part, I guess we're all just we're all the fucking idiots, here. lazy chumps, yeah, lazy chumps, the yeah. absolute rubes, not doing despicable, this. I would say. But what he's doing is he's sending them to sending them to people. No, not quite, not quite. So he's not. So the thing he's doing is not sending them to people. He's. He's sending orders for things to right. other people. Um, he didn't invent the mechanism for sending the orders either. No, he didn't write the architecture, no. make some make some services on AWS, nope. design the databases, nope. uh, design the mailouts. No, well maybe maybe he used maybe he, used, uh, maybe he did service. the mailouts. Maybe this kid's got got gumption. So, at present, Bloomfield has five e-commerce stores, including Best Bargain Club, which sells a variety of products from novelty items like desktop punching bag, hidden shoes and flask bracelet, to kitchenware. Hidden hidden shoes and flask bracelet. Hidden Hidden shoes (laughs) and flask bracelet. This is right in the middle of... (laughs) Shoes and flask... And flask flask bracelet? It ma- it makes it sound Hidden like shoes. it makes Hidden it sound like he's selling an absence. <laughs> he's selling an absence of shoes. <laughs> Wait, makes I, it I, sound he's selling a flask bracelet and shoes that cannot be found. I just need to understand that if you were to break this into, um, so is the ejectival phrase modifying the word bracelet? Is it hidden shoes and flask, or is this two objects? Where it is hidden shoes and flask bracelet. It's a complete mystery. Hidden shoes and <laughs> hidden flask shoes bracelet. and flask bracelet. <laughs> I think I'm having a stroke. Me hidden too. Sh- hidden shoes and flask shoes. bracelet. <laughs> I I yeah I just <laughs> hidden hidden shoes and flask hidden, bracelet. Hidden shoes. And I can, flask I can find bracelet. a, I can flask find bracelet? a flask bracelet, uh-huh. but I can't shoes. find. It. All right, so okay, no, so the a flask bracelet. It's a bracelet that's an empty vessel for putting stuff in, right? Yep, we all got so, that. So hidden shoes are things you stick to the bottom of your feet to oh. act as a substitute for shoes. Okay, but can you read? The three, the list of three things. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Okay, so uh, it goes. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it to you with, with the punctuation and everything as well. Thank you very much. A variety of products from novelty items like desktop punching bag, comma, yes, <laughs> hidden shoes and flask bracelet, comma, to kitchenware. Oh, okay. From novelty items like. Desktop punching bag, <laughs> desktop punching bag, hidden shoes, and flask bracelet to 
to Kitchen Web. All right. So, oh, so it's almost like it's a list of three things. It's an embedded list. They're so all, they're I don't all combined. Get, I don't want to get um, inside baseball here, but I Go would have it. used a semicolon as an Oxford comma after flask bracelet. Um, well, yeah, I would have put one in. I would have said from novelty items... And then you get your M dash or whatever in there and say, like desktop punching oh, bags, hidden good. shoes, and flask bracelets. And then you get your dash again to kitchenware. Or even better, you could say from things like ki- from things like kitchenware to novelty items, like, and then Such the list. Such as, yeah. for example. Yes. Yeah. And we're not here to sub edit his article. I'm going to send my notes in, though. Uh, we, I mean, we later on, we will be sub editing his article. Oh, no. I've just realized that I've become Andrew Bolt when he did this to me. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was a good time, though. Well, that was a great I'd time. also like to point out that um, I've I've tried to Google Best Bargain Club. I oh, cannot find it either. I cannot find it. There's something on Facebook that was written with absolutely no punctuation with a website that doesn't work. Um, there is so the th- second result is bargainclub.club. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great URL. That's a phenomenal URL. Uh, uh, which has an expired SSL certificate, so he's basically <laughs> right. fucked up there. Uh, but, like, if he's making millions of dollars from this, then it is through layers of elaborate scams, because this is, like, I, I can't even find what it is that he's doing. Yeah, his, and his so this... multi-million dollar This uh, brings me business. to my next point. Hidden it, shoes and flask prices. <laughs> So, so he's already said, like, I'm making millions from this thing. Or as the other article put it, um, he makes more in a week than you do in a year, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, he's talking about his, his website that he makes all this money out of, which we can't find. Um, while Bloomfield doesn't want to reveal his company's total revenue, he claims to be a millionaire. So, we're getting a little shaky. Mm-hmm. On the money, so he money makes front millions here. a year, and he's a millionaire. He claims to be a millionaire. Quote means that he's been working for almost a year. Due to my e-commerce business model, the costs are relatively low as I avoid expenses such as rent, store, staff, etc. But I still have the product and advertising costs. I am not currently looking for extra investment in my current business, as it is growing very nicely, and I am able to take care of it all. But I am always open investing in other businesses. He says, in an earlier interview published on News.com.au, Bloomfield is quoted as saying that during a strong period, he makes quote north of two thousand nine hundred dollars a day. So this this makes me think of the article we were looking at a couple of weeks ago where um, the guy was complaining about lazy workers who don't want all these $17,000 a week jobs. And when you actually drill down into the piece, it turns out that the entire thing is predicated on this one guy saying that he heard of a friend of his who one time made $17,000 in one week after... After being, establishing being a, a flooring business. Yes, after owning and running a business for a long time and having this one outside example. So now we've got this kid who all of a sudden no one can actually confirm that he's a millionaire. He just says that he is and he won't actually tell anyone how much his business makes and he says that during a strong period his business can make 
more than $2,900 a day. But uh, maybe for like eight months of the year, he's not having a strong period. Who knows? Who could say? Who could say? Who could say what the market is like at any given time for hidden shoes and flask bracelet? You know? Hidden shoes. shoes. And flask bracelet. Hidden shoes and flask bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) My brain is breaking. (laughs) Hidden shoes and flask bracelet. (sighs) So, um... So he goes on to say uh, that, you know, everybody was ageist against him merely for being a child. But mm. we've all seen Boss Baby and that baby was successful. <laughs> that's certainly true. I feel true. like that's a strong statement. The baby was very successful. While starting his first business, many people were surprised at his attempt but also pushed back saying that he wouldn't succeed. My age was always an obstacle. I was so concerned what others would think, but as soon as I realized that my age could actually be used as a talking point and a tool to get me places, my business and self-esteem really took off and I started putting myself and brand out there. For Bloomfield, the recipe for success has always been passion and strict time management. What what has also helped him is outsourcing, in quotes, mm-hmm. grunt work, mm-hmm. like order fulfillment and customer support Grunting to people overseas. Oh, huh. that's interesting. I am currently focusing on expansion and where I can go next. The idea of not expanding and growing myself and my work has always worried me. So it's reassuring to know that I can now spend a lot of time focusing on this part of the business, which will definitely pay dividends within the next few months and years to come, says Bloomfield, who credits his parents for being incredibly supportive. Did it, what, what kind of support is that, do you reckon? Who could say? Could we put a... Hmm. Also, I don't think that's the site because they've, they've got a screenshot of it on qt.com.au and I don't think that's the site for uh, mega cuties. I think it's for some boring business bullshit. Uh-huh. Oh, no, it's Queensland Times. Um, and it's uh, got, the, got the little site there, which is not the one that I found or, or any of the others, so who knows how to find it. And it says, Best Bargain, the number one place for all the hottest products. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. Hot bargains. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, I guess, again, when you actually drill down into this thing, he can't actually prove that he's a millionaire or that he makes millions of dollars. And we're basing all of this off him saying that sometimes it is possible that one of his businesses makes over $2,900 a, a day, was it? Or a week? A day. Um, and that his business, uh, where he's creating things that have never been done before, uh, he got the idea from watching a YouTube video, and then he set up a dropshipping company, and all of the actual work and labor that's being done is being outsourced by people overseas. So, yet again, it's great to see um, a millionaire entrepreneur making making jobs and contributing to the economy. Hmm. Because, like, that's kind of what we always hear, isn't it? That we shouldn't, we shouldn't have, you know, um, we shouldn't have a higher minimum wage, and and we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't come down so hard on all of these entrepreneurs because these are the people who create value and create jobs in our society, and, and we, they're doing and us all a big fucking favor. Yeah, we're just basically jealous bitches as well. I think is what it comes down to. Yep. Except that it turns out, in this guy's case, um, he's apparently making millions of dollars and he's doing absolutely all of it by sending um, all of the money overseas to purchase products that are manufactured overseas and get people overseas to do all the work. 
Well, he gets um, up at 5.45 and does his uh, 16,000 sit-ups. And then at, by 6.30... Not, not at all Patrick bateman it's before, fine. <laughs> before school, he works on the hidden shoes. And then after school, <laughs> after he's done all of his homework and his, had his dinner cooked for him and served, uh, then he works on the... What was the other part? Uh, the flask bracelet. The flask bracelet. He, he gets mm-hmm. up two hours. He gets up two hours early every day to go mm-hmm. around the house and hide all of the shoes. Mm-hmm. All those shoes are definitely hidden by the time. Hey, where out. are my shoes? Another job well done. Got it. Uh, so yeah, good to see that um, this this kid has been um, uncritically given rave reviews and interviews pretty much across the span of Australian media. They've they've got like multiple tv segments on him from fucking channel 7 and channel 9 and everything um because as we have come to learn in this country pretty much anything is easier than actually doing something um you know something significant about trying to help wages go up everything is just people saying you know what you should do you should buy 40 houses like these two 20 year olds who did it all themselves as long as you don't actually read any of the fine print. Now, speaking of the entrepreneurial spirit of making apps, mm. Mm. Ben, I believe uh, you wanted to give a little so- soliloquy. <laughs> I certainly to- did. That's exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> uh, so, I, it, there was a, a wonderful article written this week uh, by friend of the show, Stefan Heck. He wrote a short uh, uh, a piece for Deadspin about single-handedly ruining the Jeremy Renner fan app, which was a, a social media site app thing uh, where Jeremy Renner, the actor from the Marvel franchises that looks like nothing. Uh, oh, um, you mean Jason Bourne? Jeremy Renner? Oh, wait, he didn't even play Jason Bourne in that movie, did he? It didn't wasn't he in was there a Jason Bourne TV series or something where he was in I don't know with this guy he's like a nobody person like I'm sure he's lovely on a personal level or whatever I don't mean this in a mean way I'm just like in the Marvel movies he is the worst superhero mm-hmm. uh, and just in general he is not a particularly charismatic or uh, in the context of actors particularly handsome or interesting looking person. But there are apparently a lot of Renner heads out there, uh, and they I'll, love. I'll gun- say this. I'll say this to Jeremy Renner. Remember, mm-hmm. remember the Hurt Locker. That was a big deal. Yes, I do remember the Hurt Locker, but I don't remember him being in it somehow. <laughs> Look, he was he was the lead in that Oscar-winning movie, and I believe that. Yeah. And I believe he probably gave a great performance. But when I picture the scenes from that movie that I know happened, I cannot see his face in it. They just have Edward Norton in them instead. This is like a first season of The Mighty Boosh, where he's talking about how Howard has a very forgettable face. Uh, same deal. I just can't... It's just a sort of oval of beige for me. But huh. So people, they love him. They love going onto that app. Uh, and it's gamified. You make in-app purchases to get stars. And I don't know what the stars do. Didn't look into it, but... Oh, the stars The stars elevate your posts, making them more likely for the real Jeremy Renner to have seen them. Which is sickening. Um, but part of that the way rules. that <laughs> the app works is that if 
someone comments on one of your posts, the notification is designed to make it look like Jeremy Renner himself has replied to it. <laughs> Even if it isn't, it's another Renner fan. So a bunch of people, uh, internet funny people, got on there and basically started fucking with people. This all kind of started from uh, Stefan getting on there, uh, answering a Jeremy Renner question that was, what are you going to do with your weekend? By saying, I'm going to watch a porno. <laughs> uh, and then uh, probably less than a week later, the app got shut down. Now, this is the second time that a Jeremy Renner fan app has had to be shut down because the community has spiraled out of control. Uh, it is a very funny saga that I could not possibly do justice, so I'm just going to recommend that if you haven't already, uh, please, 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 please read uh, the article on uh, Deadspin, I broke the official Jeremy Renner app by posting the word porno on it. It is a tour de force of... Uh, just a powerfully written piece on true-to-life experience of breaking the Jeremy Renner app. Now, what I've really focused on here is that... Um, like, I'm going to read something to you. And this will maybe give you an introduction on um, what I'm about to talk about. Uh, so this is a bit long, so bear with me. Mm-hmm. It's quite long, actually, but bear with me. <clears throat> Jeremy Renner, from Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, redirected from Jeremy Renner, uh, but the R was lowercase. Jeremy Lee Renner, born 7th of January 1971, is an American actor, singer, and songwriter. He began his career by appearing in independent films such as Dharma, 2002, and Neo-Ned, 2005. Renner earned supporting roles in bigger films such as SWAT, 2003, and 28 Weeks Later, 2007. Renner was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actor for his performance in The Hurt Locker, 2008, and for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his much-praised performance in The Town, 2010. The Town's good. I don't don't remember him being in... um, uh, What was the one before that? 28 Weeks Later. Yeah, I don't remember him being in that. I don't remember him being in that either. Uh, Renner played the Hawkeye Who guy was in it. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe films Thor 2011, The Avengers 2012, Avengers Age of Ultron 2015, mm-hmm. Captain America Civil War 2016, and Avengers Endgame 2019. He also appeared in Mission Impossible, seen him. Ghost Protocol, don't worry about it, you're not missing much, The Bourne Legacy 2012, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters 2013, American Hustle 2013, oh. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation 2015, and Arrival 2016. Renner is also a rock musician. Oh, fuck, he was good in a row. Whose Sorry. single main attraction was released in 2019. Now, I want you to imagine the sort of music that they play in uh, ads for jeans. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How it's like the worst nothing rock you've ever heard. If you uh, and the listeners at home have watched... Uh, the incredible uh, Netflix sketch comedy series, I Think You Should Leave. If you uh, picture in your head the music from the fake TC Tuggers commercial, mm-hmm. that very well could be a song from the Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Renner back catalogue of four songs. You're waiting, you're in the waiting room, uh, you're expecting your allergy results back any moment now, and on the speakers. I possibly see, even I, a little more lively than that. 
but in a way oh. that sucks. <laughs> I, I, uh, here's what I want you to picture, Theo. Imagine that you are watching television uh-huh. and an ad for the new 2019 uh, Jeep Wrangler comes on TV. Oh yeah, now we're talking. And there's and there's Sporty. footage. There's footage of it's like moving. A, it's really hauling. It's really hauling ass. It's coming over some sand dunes. Yep. It's spraying up dust as Driving it winds around and trails an aerial shot. Yep. And there's a rock song going on the soundtrack, and you're thinking to yourself, "This sounds like." They they didn't want to pay the royalties for another better song that I know, and they just got someone to kind of perform a, a ripped-off version of it? It's exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also exactly like, imagine maybe there's like a movie where uh, Mark Wahlberg and Vin Diesel are like, they're aging uh, professional American football quarterbacks, uh, and they they both decide that before they go out, they want to steal a bunch of money from uh, at the Super Bowl somehow. Mm-hmm. And then as the movie ramps up and they're shown um, they're in a Jeep and the Jeep explodes through a building and it lands, it, it lands in a pool and there's a bunch of bikini women around them. And then uh, the Jeep is just in the pool. And then Mark Wahlberg turns to Vin Diesel and he says, I could get used to this. Well, the music <laughs> that cuts in after that... That's what the music sounds like. The music cuts in as they are pulling themselves up out of the edge of the pool. And it's doing quick cuts as they're doing it. They're walking away from the pool. They've left the Jeep there. They don't fucking care about it. They're walking away from the pool and they're both like Mark Wahlberg's um, sweeping the the water out of his hair. The Rock's not doing it because he doesn't have any hair. Uh, But they're walking away. I like that you've said The Rock because I believe you have transformed this movie into painted gain. Oh, yeah. Good Which movie. is close. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a good movie. Um, but yeah, they're walking away. They're walking away from the Jeep. Um, the, the patrons around the pool, they're shocked. Uh, their mouths are agape. Um, several of the, the women are lifting up their sunglasses to look at them. Or down um, their nose, depending on where they are. But yeah. Yep, and there's, yep. a, there's a waiter at this snooty um, resort standing there with, uh, with a tray with drinks on it as they're walking past. Mark Wahlberg grabs the beer off the tray. Uh, it's very clearly like one of those all-metal Bud Light bottles. Um, <laughs> it's very obviously a sponsorship. And he slams that bad boy down. Oh, but then the comic relief at the end of the trailer is that they build it up to a really cool moment. And then uh, Mark Wahlberg's character says, that looked pretty cool, didn't it? And then uh, Vin Diesel's character just sort of like laughs and shakes his head. And then... Uh, last beat of the bad rock song plays and then the title of the movie comes up and it's called playing the game (laughs) it's called what playing the game yeah hey sometimes the game plays you so true anyway that's what his music sounds like um so i'm gonna read i don't want to play the music to you so i'm gonna read the lyrics to you and i'm just gonna you know like it's easy for us to make fun of him because he's a, a super, super rich guy and it's very easy for him because he has disposable money and time doesn't really mean in- to anything to him. So he doesn't really have to pour his heart and soul into his music or work particularly hard for it. He can just do it as like a laugh and even if he's not particularly talented, uh, people will come to his shows and he can easily get recording spaces and recording equipment and talented mm-hmm. musicians will just play with him. 
um, and people just tell him he's good and he doesn't have to sacrifice anything to do it. So it's kind of just like shitting on everyone that really is trying to make something beautiful because it's an expression of themselves. And so it's easy for us to make fun of him because of that. And I don't want to do that. This is, you know, it's a creative medium. He's written these lyrics. Um, they come from his heart. They've come from his heart. He's expressing something about his soul, essentially. There's no other word I can use there. This is a really like, this is pure and it's beautiful. This is art. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I don't want to make fun of him. I'm just going to read these to you and you kind of let me know what you think. <clears throat> this is his hit song, uh, Main Attraction. The YouTube video for it has... Uh, um, let me just double check that number because I hope I'm wrong. Uh, four and a half million views. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Every time I take a ride, I feel alive with nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm the king of the road. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-huh. Yep. He feels alive. But he also doesn't have anywhere to go. With nowhere to go. Yep. Okay. Sounds like he has depression, but go on. (laughs) Sure. I'm the king of the road. You're the queen of my throne. Queen of the throne. The domain of the queen is the throne. That's a very small domain. I'm the queen of the throne. (laughs) Nowhere else. So if it's his throne, but she's the queen. She's the queen of it. Yeah. Just sit on his lap or. Yeah. She's not the queen of her own throne. No. Yeah, she she Just leads the young princess out and says, uh, "My domain stretches all the way from <laughs> this armrest to you can see right over there the other, the arm other armrest on the throne." Um, riding high day and night, mm-hmm. satisfied wherever we roam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're the star of the show. You shimmer like gold. Pretty cool. Now, baby, let's ride. <laughs> we got nothing but time. Mm-hmm. You get all the reactions. You're the main attraction. That's... All of the reactions. Uh, the love heart. Uh, the wow face. Yep. Uh, the, the frowns. The angry, the angry face. frowns, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's no surprise. God, I like your style. You're the perfect <laughs> distraction. You're the main attraction. Roaming through the city oh, like God, the track on. of time. Your f- the freedom is mine. <laughs> riding the lines. Know how I like it, yeah. <laughs> Pedal to the metal, I'm the soldier. What? Oh. Has he been drafted? Has he been commissioned <laughs> for... Unclear. Pedal to the metal, I'm the soldier. Pedal to the metal, I'm the soldier. Okay. We could take it for miles Uh and let it all wild. Let it all all wild. And let it all wild. Just how I like it. Always saying. We're back to the chorus now. Now, baby, let's ride. We got nothing but time. You get all the reactions. Mm. You're the main attraction. Blah, blah, blah. The rest of the chorus. Uh, And now I think this is the bridge. Now, baby, let's ride. Now, baby, let's ride. Ooh, uh-huh. I like your style. Yeah. Uh, and then it's the chorus again. So now, as you can see, a lot to learn there about him, uh, just sort of as a person. Mm-hmm. The human uh, condition. Yes, the, the Rena condition. Uh, now, 
I'm going to go I into another I feel like I've song. spent a long, a long night sitting by a fireplace uh, speaking to Jeremy and just seeing deep into his soul. Well, you're going to see even more into it uh, with the song Nomad by Jeremy oh. Renner. Oh, because he was with somebody in the last song. Yeah, and now he's a nomad. So I, wonder, nice. I wonder if something's happened. Yeah. Okay. There's definitely uh, some themes that carry between the two, and I'll see if you can spot them. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> nomad. Strong start. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nope. Nomad. <laughs> miles and miles and miles travel the world and back so many times. With nothing on my back but a guitar and a smile. <laughs> Why is there a smile on your back? <laughs> um, again, probably could have used maybe a comma there or something. That's fine. Uh, chasing a dream only fools like me would follow. I was born a soldier. <laughs> Waging a war against all that said I told you. <laughs> with my feet on the ground and my heart on my shoulder. Huh. <laughs> this guy's got absolutely fucked up anatomy. <laughs> it's very strange. With my feet in my ass and my face is on my back. And... Uh, I don't mind if I got to start it all over. Uh, that's rhyming with uh, shoulder. I just go with the flow and no matter where I am going and I got no plans on slowing down. <laughs> that's on a new line for some reason. <laughs> I'm a man on a mission. The rain don't stop. Ugh. We're not quitting. Mm-hmm. I guess it's my disposition. I'm a nomad. Oh, yeah. Nomad. Oh, yeah. Nomad. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> if this world is a circle. Ooh, I got no time for them squares. Oh. Fuck. Two plus two must equal, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Damn, I'll jump nerds. right off the edge. Get me there. Going in hard on these fucking nerds. I wonder if that's, um, you know, directed at, at some of his Marvel fans. Yeah, maybe. Losers. Uh, skipping the chorus again, because this is just painful. Um, ain't no worry. In no hurry. I'm flying high. I know I'll get there one step at a time. Another chorus. And then (laughs) the outro. Yeah, yeah. I'm a nomad. Nomad, yeah. I'm a nomad. I'm a nomad. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's my disposition. I'm a nomad. A truly is that, is that a poet. A that poet is the end of that song. Um, oh boy! So Ben, you you I think probably as much as anyone would kind of understand that feeling when you have something personal that you've done or creative, and you kind of wrap it all up and you release it to, you know, uh, I guess the wide world. But in our cases, in your in your case, that would be like your quite large Twitter following and I imagine that you still probably experience some sort of anxiety about 
various new things that you try and that oh, kind of thing? Oh, for sure. You know, so I, if, I'll put my heart and soul into something and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll get one bit of negative feedback and then I'll uh, delete it and never show it to anyone ever again. Absolutely. So imagine you're Jeremy Renner and you have millions of fans and you're pouring yourself uh, into the things that you do and uh, that's and that's it. That's that's what it all amounts to. Wouldn't it just like... And that's it. It's perfect. You know, perfect <laughs> first and that's time. where you're finishing, Theo, right? You're saying you put just... everything into everything and you made something absolutely beautiful and oh. flawless. Mm-hmm. Boy. No, that would be that would give me so much anxiety it would suck my dick straight back into my body. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I think the thing is he is in a position where he will never make good art. He can't. I think that's safe to say. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying this because he's a flawed person. I, I, I'm saying this because he will never have uh, the environment necessary to force you to improve. He will never have to learn from any sort of mistakes. Uh, he's also going to be in a weird power dynamic with the people that he plays with where they're not going to be like, hey, man. This song he wrote fucking sucks, dude. Wouldn't Can be we better please if we did write a way? different song? That's not going to happen to him. So he's got time for that kind of negativity. He's also uh, hobbled in the sense that no one will stop him from releasing something that sucks. So what has happened is he's written a bunch of extremely average, meaningless songs that have been overproduced to shit. So, like, every single vocal is done in, like, that gang vocal style where you can sort of hear the person that's doing the singing, but it's mostly, mm-hmm. like, ten professional backup singers. There's, like, weird little auto-tune parts and stuff. It's, like, uh, a weird abstraction of him doing a song that's been filled out by a studio. Uh, and he will never know that it's bad. He, it could he get- just got his, he got his lyrics mad lib. <laughs> Of just like, if you took all of the feeling out of a blues song and just had like, yeah, basically Mad Libs. You took some of the words, oh, roads. Yeah, I've traveled them for miles because you know where my heart is. I'm a nomad soldier, baby. It really gives you an appreciation for John John Bon Jovi. Mm Mm-hmm. And his uh, songs on the Young Guns soundtracks. I think it gives you an appreciation for that, certainly. Are you trying to say you? Are you trying to? Are you trying to tell me that you wouldn't rather listen to Blaze of Glory than Main Attraction? No, I'm just saying that you really love Bon Jovi. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, it's, it's not like crime. a strange amount. No, it, I mean it's fine. But like you know, at least uh, at least it's just John, kind John of Bon Jovi, John, John Bon Jovi guy. At least uh, he managed to to like get a get a metaphor in there. You know, he's like, "Hey, I'm riding my motorbike, which is like my my steed." He didn't. Does it have any? Does it say anything about where his smile is, though? Um, does it it's located maybe on the inside of his thigh, <laughs> underside of one foot. Mm-hmm. Has a lot of difficulty breathing when he's got his boots on. Truly upsetting Lovecraftian nightmare anatomy that Jeremy Renner has. Terrifying stuff, and you hate to see it. Or hear it. Certainly. 
I, I gave it a go this afternoon. I was like, I'm going to throw on some Jeremy Renner song. I, I was like, I'm going to play Jeremy Renner's album. And I went oh, to Spotify fuck. and I was like, oh, he doesn't have an album. I'm going to get like several singles. <laughs> yes. I'm going to see if I can queue it up on the office Spotify tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's also right. your crime pass for the day. Your crime Cue pass. Up the Jeremy Renner <laughs> album. That's it, folks. You too could be listening. The Jeremy Grammarly. Renner. Oh no, I'm trying to play Jeremy Renner to everybody, and I got an ad. Wow, brutal. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Now I've got an ad for Grammarly, teaching me about how to do grammar. I can't so tell you how happy I am. Time. And when I am going to stop getting offered ads for for YouTube, I will never, ever in my life use the premium YouTube thing. Never. And it offers like every day. Like, hey, you should give it a one month free trial. And I say, suck me off. Suck me off, YouTube. Hey, Sergey Brin and Larry Page. Larry David. Or and La- <laughs> Sergey Brin Larry and Larry Bird. David. Uh, come on over here. Because I, no, I, I feel, I can't. Once you put a name to it, just screaming, suck me off at a company, feels that's, fine. That's one thing. Yeah. Uh, telling two specific people uh, to just go to town on your dick and balls, it's unpleasant. Seems, seems a little rude. Yeah. Well, folks, that's it. That's it for us. I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Jeremy Renner's main attraction. Alright, just try not to picture the TC Tigers ad while you're listening to this. <laughs> try not to picture Jeremy Renner in a Jeep. It's the most Jeep commercial sounding song in the world. Every time I take a ride, I feel alive with Oh yeah. Oh boy. That's it for us, folks. Boys drive a smart car. Men drive a Jeep Compass. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. You shimmer like gold. Now, baby, let's ride. We got nothing but time. You get all the reactions. You're the main attraction. It's no surprise.